Edison. That's a low in tree. So when I say Edison, you say a yeah. Are you getting me? Edison. A yeah. That's right. Charlie, I be gonna boy. Kojo on the weekdays, Kofi on the weekends. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, man, I just gotta learn a little bit of tree and I see it's not finishing yet. I go just they come, I go just they move. Wallahi. But I'm really just enjoying my time out here in Accra, Ghana, you know, living my best life, as they say. And, you know, it's very fitting that I'm recording this episode right after spending some time uh, at the beach. Uh, even though the irony there is that I'm not much of a beach guy, but going to the beach and spending some time at the beach was um, it presents this opportunity to practice presentism. Um, you know, I've always thought about the beach as this uh, indicator of uh, vacating from your life. And I mean, I still kind of believe or, or question the idea of vacation because, you know, truth be told, you don't vacate from a life that you love. So, you know, the question that I've always asked myself is how do you create a life that you love where you don't need to vacate from it or where you can continue to spend time freely, move freely, work freely, just live freely. Um, but there is something special about the beach that reminds you of what matters, the simple things of life that, you know, you get to experience like planting your feet in the, the warm sand, uh, hearing the sounds of the waves, breathing in some fresh air. It's, it, it just keeps you present. It makes you feel alive. And really, that's the embodiment of my time out here in Accra. I now know why Wiz and African Giants are um, spending some time out of Lagos and spending time out here in Accra. At this point now, many people spend their festive season in Accra. It's almost like this um, cultural capital of the of the continent, where like people have realized, yo, this is that that's the place to be. So like, that's December now has a place where people have recognized like it's ah, you have to be there. There's no way like okay, you go go your Nigeria, you go. Senegal, you go South Africa, but if you don't touch Ghana like this, you're, you're missing out. So slowly but surely, Ghana is becoming this giant, um, African giant in every aspect. And when you think about it, like, all Nigeria at this point is just population, jollof rice, and <laughs> just vibes, which, which are things I am um, I'm proud of as a Nigerian, but there's a time and place for these things. And you know, what I'm saying is we don't need to dig our graves um, with this exaggerated sense of importance, especially when it doesn't translate into something that is rewarding to its citizens. And that's 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 where I find the fault, because it's like, yo, the Ghanaians are moving or are doing something on another level. I, and I just wish as Nigerians, just the country can do some of the things that I'm seeing out here. You know, use all the things that we're blessed with on that side, the population, uh, the numbers game, the, the cultural capital, you know, just to do better things. I'm always, it's like, you go start taking notes from our little bro Ghana because <laughs> you have to learn a few things. But I can't take away from the fact that Nigeria definitely has, you know, set the tone for um, the light that is being shown on the continent right now, especially through music, entertainment, fashion. We're just culturally relevant but 
we just lack the stable infrastructure um, strategy and the vision, which which kind of like limits us from being this economic powerhouse uh, that we can be, you know, outside of oil, right? Because we, we big up the oil industry so much because it's it's a cash cow like they like you know I'm all, you if you know you know if you don't know you go no but if you're being frank data is the new oil and those who recognize that are the ones running the world so I'm all, at this rate that Ghana is moving across is going in the direction they're taking everything um one day we'll wake up and we'll just see that ah Ghana is the unofficial capital of Africa. I'm telling you this. I, I'm betting on it. I, I think they are already becoming that. Just the growth and the trajectory and the branding of the city, of the country, is is really uh, instrumental in them becoming that. And they're just going in the right direction. So I'm betting on it. I, I love it out here. Um, Charlie, one Nigerians are using mouths to do giants of Africa, literally and figuratively. Ghanaians are using their hands. You get me? <laughs> I just, and I just love how all the moves that they're making is really empowering the youths, um, giving access to, to many of the creatives. It's just, just a great place to be. You know, you feel at peace, you feel free. Um, and I'm sure it has a lot of things to do with the geniuses putting their heads together, you know, to make things easier uh, to, to launch and innovate. But you know, I do also think it has something to do with how small of a country it is, or rather how less populated it is, where it doesn't take too many chefs in the kitchen to cook up the stew that many will eat from. So I tip my hats off to them, right? Like, even though it's, it's less populated, it's, you know, things are functional. Things are uh, being done in a way that it's making tech a bit more friendly like it's it's a tech friendly city it's tourist friendly it's content friendly it's really everything friendly you know it's just now this attraction that screams like you must visit at, at a point where it's like not only just visit it's like you kind of want to live out here people have so much good things to say about the city and honestly i probably would have moved out here sooner if asamoah jian didn't miss that penalty and if you know about that thing, you know. But if you don't know, you go, no, Sha. But uh, uh, I, I'm sure, though, like, as this city is becoming business-friendly, I'm sure many businesses and startups still deal with logistical nightmares. Um, but the point is that it should not be too hard to operate here, especially when you think about how <laughs> Nigeria makes it hard for new startups and uh, creatives to to thrive like just Nigerian policymakers just make life a living hell. They ban crypto. They kill small businesses. They oppress young people, and and then then they expect the country to progress. Ah, uh-uh, chama. <laughs> That's not the recipe for progression. Though. That's just <laughs> the formula for failure. Are you hearing me? Because. That does not move the country forward with all of these uh, hindrances or these obstacles that, you know, people have to continuously create around. And, and it's like, fam, like, this is the path. Open road for us, maybe they go. And, and it's just that the more I experience other parts of Africa, the more I come to the conclusion that green, white, green, and out of mud, fam. It's in the mud. Okay, Charlie is inside the gutter. <laughs> but 
I, I think I'm a bit biased because I've spent some time out here. I think it was late uh, 2018, December of 2018. But the truth is, in December, around December, when you go to any uh, African country, you probably will be sold because that time is a festive season and everyone is out here. Um, not until you experience a city when it's not filled with foreigners or uh, it's not just all hype. Um, you won't know the true nature of the city. And right now, I'll tell you, I know the true nature of this city. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm learning, actually, the nature of this city. Um, and be, I'm being exposed to more of it. I, I'm still sold. I'm, I'm still sold. You know, Accra has this calm, also yet peaceful nature about it that it shows up in so many ways. Like, I don't have to tell my Uber to lock his doors every time I get in. Even though I still kind of... I have to say it because the maybe it's the experience that I have in Nice where it's like automatic. As you know, as you enter that car for Nice, like this, God unlock. You know, it's just like, of course, like it's just safety precaution. You know, these are some subtle things that I think about. It just makes this city uh, livable. I mean, there's lights everywhere I go. Lights day outside of Nice, lights day. Even I actually experienced uh, an outage uh, at the market, but it's probably like a few minutes or um, half an hour and it's back. Like, it's nothing really, no, like, that's no good day all day. You just inside darkness until you turn on generator and we ain't generator sound. Like, light's day here. Um, you know, what I'm sensing about what Accra is doing and, and what Ghana is doing is just like, I think they're positioning themselves as this gateway to Africa. And if you want to vibe out and just get a taste of West Africa, well, matter of fact, if you want to get a taste of, like, Africa as a whole, I think a, a great entry point is um, here. Aeroplane, you know that, but I think you have me. Aeroplane, don't pass me, yeah. But hey, it's, it sounds like heaven on earth, but it has its fair share of wahala and like just any other West African countries or matter of fact, African countries. For example, the police officer are just as corrupt. That, like that one's a sergeant. But the one thing I actually dislike about this side is that they, the, the police officer will be going through the corners. They will not say with their chest that now nah, money they want, even though we know last, last, now nah, money they did look for from you but they'll be giving you run arounds like oh your tail lights oh your like farm just tell me how much you want so because the true that's that's what it is right that's actually how um this these officers operate but over here for some reason they they make it seem as if like they're trying to enforce the law or but not nah, lie. <laughs> you know, just tell that one I lie. That's last they just want to collect. Which leads me to the point about how laxed the people out here are. Like, you know, though there is this peaceful and calm uh, energy about the city, it, it just permeates through the interactions and the, the, the livelihood of certain Ghanaians, it's like, fam, why are you so slow? <laughs> like, wake up. 
Move your feet. Let's be going. Let's be moving. Like taxi drivers moving so calm. Like I sleep, baby. I know we don't have somewhere to go. I just think that it. That's why many Nigerians come out here and they start going crazy. Like they they be thriving because you know there's there's just that hustle nature about them that like. They know how to move, and when it even reminds me of how when New Yorkers move to LA, and you know they just start going crazy and turn the city upside down. All these things comes into play and, and shows up in in many different facets of uh, the interactions, the connections, uh, the way people move out here, and it's worth thinking about. But hey, I don't blame them. Well, I I don't blame them when you are living in a city like this too. You are reminded that <laughs> you don't need a hard life. You don't need to be doing struggle Olympics to fulfill the projects that needs to be fulfilled, right? Like you can move at a certain pace, move at your own pace. So yeah, I'm entirely grateful for the experiences that uh, I've had here in Accra, the people that I'm meeting, the friends that I've made, uh, just all around great vibes. I know I'm, it sounds like I'm confessing my love for the city, and indeed I am. Um, I love this city. So yeah, PJ on road, still out here on road, staying on road, uh, and bringing all the vibes everywhere I go to thy kingdom come. There we get, man. So see ya, catch ya later.